Welcome to the Deep Dietitians Podcast, where Michelle and Lucy having raw and honest conversations. We want you to eat with confidence and feel empowered to take on your life without obsessing over food. Welcome back to the Deep Dietitian Podcast, wonderful listeners. It's Lucy and Michelle. Today, we're going to jam on some pop culture drama. I don't know. There's just some, what do we call it? Tea. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like it's like when pop culture meets like the current global health epidemic that we're facing, (laughs) aka we're talking about Krispy Kreme and the COVID vaccine today. Um, Yeah. I, I feel like Lucy, you were the one who brought it to my attention, how it's been stirring up some waves in, what did you say, the the body image world or? Yeah, like the weight stigma, fat phobia area. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like it's kind of an on, an on brand topic to just take a look at. And for those of you who like have no idea what we're talking about, we're talking about Krispy Kreme using their donuts as an incentive for people who get to, for people to get vaccinated is, would you say that's what's going on, Lucy, from my my understanding? Yes. Which I haven't seen the tweet yet, but apparently from my understanding, and maybe this will be revealed in the tweet that if you have a vaccine card, you can get a, just a simple glazed donut any day of the year for the rest of the year. If you want, that's my understanding. Is that what their tweet says? So let, I'm going to read the tweet. Krispy okay. Kreme tweeted this on March did, 22nd. I'm 22nd. Okay. <laughs> um, they said, we'd like to show sweet support to those who have received the COVID-19 vaccine. Starting today, bring your vaccine card to a Krispy Kreme shop and get one free original glazed donut. No chance to get your vaccine. This will run through end of 2021. And then it gives you an info. And then, yes, there's a graphic attached. It says, show your vaccination card, get a free original glazed donut. So it sounds like it's like a one and done. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's reoccurring. But what are your thoughts? (laughs) This, this, by the way, guys, is what has caused, I guess, some of the uproar. And we'll explain a little bit. But Well, personally, I like this just because people have mixed opinions about the vaccine. And I think incentivizing is good in any way that we can do it. But I think we will talk a little bit later about like using food as an incentive. So I think that's one discussion, but this came to my attention because the Huffington Post or HuffPost released an article called weight shaming parentheses, not free Mm. donuts is the real health threat. Here's why. And to my understanding, after that tweet went out, a lot of doctors and people on Twitter who are health professionals were really demonizing Krispy Kreme for this, saying that this is anti-health, et cetera, all these things. Mm. And I just think it's very, I just think that it's a good snapshot of how mm. much our current healthcare system demonizes food because mm. there's many, many things about this, but that's basically what the article goes over is that all of these doctors and health professionals were really demonizing donuts. Like, well, I can't condone eating a donut every day, all the, and all this stuff. And then there mm. were some dietitians who were interviewed for the article saying, this is the exact problem with doctors no, giving nutrition that. advice because right. of this idea that doctors are like, all right, well, there's a good and bad list of foods and you have to follow it. Or otherwise it's very shameful because mm. then you'll gain weight. And there's just so much fat phobia. And 
I was sharing this before. This is just my kind of take. There's such a um, common thought pattern that is very disordered, but very, very widely accepted, very, very widely accepted and normalized, which is if I eat a cookie, I'll get fat. If I eat this cookie, I'll get fat. And this is exactly the same thing, except doctors are saying, if you eat a donut, you'll get fat. And there's a lot of weight stigma in that a lot of just unhealthy things to unpack around that statement. So that's kind of where I am, where I'm just like, oh my goodness, like like what's bad for health is this systemic fat phobia and weight stigma. Mm -hmm. It's not the donuts for many reasons. Not the donuts. I agree to it. Oh my God. As you just said everything, which I second all of that, I was like, damn, this is actually a better conversation than I thought. (laughs) At first I was like, just like, (laughs) Krispy Kreme and COVID, that's going to be fun. Um, But holy cow. Oh my gosh. I just, I so agree. And here's the thing, like I'm with you. I do not think it's a quote unquote bad idea or shame on Krispy Kreme for doing this. I definitely don't feel like that. Um, Even from a health standpoint, as a health professional, I like to really see the good in people, even from like, even from those doctors, which we'll get into and those health professionals who are saying, what the hell this, that's so messed up. But I want to start first with like Krispy Kreme and just saying like, sure, is that probably somehow back into their business, like a, a way to get people into the door? I'm sure there's like a financial, you know, end goal in that if they're a business and I think that it's also an offer. So there's that business opportunity that they're doing this campaign. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking that for the greater good, if the goal right now is to, I know this is controversial, but if the goal is to get as many people vaccinated, and this is something that Krispy Kreme looks at themselves and says like, okay, how can we help the cause that the nation is facing right now? And also, yeah, with, with our business, they sell donuts. It's Krispy Kreme. It's a place <laughs> where, where you're, you're not eating for health there. You know, it's a lot, it, it's, it's soul nourishment. It's sweet treats. Like that is what Krispy Kreme is, you know? And, and that's where I would have to completely agree with you, Lucy. It's like, it's not the problem that our country has Krispy Kremes, you know, maybe, yes, yeah, some can beg to differ that we have way too many of these convenience food places and not enough of those healthier foods accessible, but that's kind of a whole nother thing. But I would say that it's not the fact that Krispy Kreme is saying like, Hey, what can I do? You get a free, a free glazed donut. If you get the vaccine, I think from what they're doing, they're trying to be a part of the solution at, at large of, of getting the vaccine. That's how I see it. And yes, like I said, I'm sure there's getting people in the door, promoting business while also helping the greater good. What I think is so ironic about this situation is, I don't know about you, but I think COVID is way worse for people's health than a flipping donut. <laughs> Wait, that's exactly, hold on. That's exactly what I was going to say. You said it. That, oh, sorry. You said it so much more eloquently. Yeah. So I feel like a hundred percent what I was also going to say, just oftentimes what many people, even other health professionals mm-hmm. don't realize is that when it comes to nutrition, especially it is never just that one thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how many times we have to say it till we're blue in the face, but it's it's not because little Judy took her herself and her son to Krispy Kreme <laughs> after the COVID vaccine 
and got their glazed donut that they have diabetes. That's not, or, or that they will get diabetes or, or whatever. Like that yeah. is not how it works. Like there's so many other factors that contribute to your health than putting in there like, Oh, Krispy Kreme's doing this thing. I'm going to, I'm going to get my, my COVID vaccine where I hate to say this, but for the most part, our country is ran on incentives like that, whether it's right or wrong. Well, you know, we'll get into that in a minute, I'm sure. But the truth of the matter is that incentive might work for people. And it probably does where little Judy's son is like, Oh mom, like, yeah, I want to get a Krispy Kreme, like whatever. And it's like, you're right, Lucy. It's like, if the, the bigger, health problem at hand (laughs) most of the time is getting COVID versus eating a donut. Like getting COVID would most likely for most people be a worse predicament than eating a Krispy Kreme donut. Yeah. And that is really like the problem with our country is that we don't realize (laughs) not just that, but like, we don't realize that it's not just, it's not because people like Krispy Kreme are doing something like this it's so much deeper than that. Mm-hmm. It's so much like it's systemic. Like you said, like the fact that now you're going to demonize those people to go get a donut after they get the COVID vaccine, like th- that's called shame. And that is more detrimental than eating a donut. hundred percent. It's so true. And I think it's just one of those things where like, uh, I, I, that's where I think doctors obviously do a lot of amazing things. I'm not a doctor. I couldn't be a doctor, but I think what doctors don't understand is like some what, doctors will say some doctors. Yeah, that's true. And it makes sense. It's like the scope of their practice. They don't see how much behavior change and how much emotion and everything that we talk about on this podcast goes into your approach to nutrition. And so it's really easy to be like, well, just do this and don't do this. I don't understand the problem when you only spend a couple minutes with a person because again, our healthcare system is set up. So the doctors only have as like a short amount of time with them, right? It's not the doctor's fault. Again, it's a systemic thing, but it's like, if you just demonize foods like that, it makes people feel bad. There's a lot of shame induced because it's like, well, oh my God, I'm, I'm a bad person because I want to go get a Krispy Kreme donut. And no, I think I'm, a lot of I'm people- I'm in the mood for Krispy Kreme. I know, me too. <laughs> but I think also when you treat people like that, where it's like, oh my God, you're tearing down your health by getting one Krispy Kreme donut. It's like, I think people also think that you're eating 10 Krispy Kreme donuts every single day. And that's just not the case. Like, I think that's why we have like such a stigma. Totally. No, I agree. And I want to like say this, and I know a lot of our listeners, you probably understand this concept. Um, But again, it's something that I feel like maybe doctors, some doctors don't understand. And that's why they're saying these things or whoever is that, you know, Lucy and I are not ignorant to the fact that what constitute a donut are things like sugar, are things like saturated fat. Mm-hmm. And are things that don't include much vitamins, minerals, and the things that yeah. contribute to, to overall good health. We're registered dietitians. We understand that. We're not, we're not denying that. And that's even so what we want, like I, I would say, Lucy, is what we both want doctors and everyone to know who's like, how dare they say that's not <laughs> contributing to the problem? It's like, we're not turning a blind eye to that we very much see that that is part of what a donut is. And that's why these doctors are probably saying what they're saying. What we also understand and realize is that, and maybe what doctors or certain people don't understand is that eating food that isn't, that is like that Krispy Kreme donut every once in a while or in moderation 
is not going to really, you know, like deter you from being a healthy person. While in fact, I would be audacious enough to say, and I think Lucy, you would agree with me on this, is that when we're able to live in a world and a lifestyle and a diet and a, a way of eating where that is actually welcomed and okay, and not a freaking whole event, that we're better for it. Our health and our sanity Mm -hmm. is actually probably better for it when we're at peace with those foods that are not nutrient dense and are rather just enjoyable, pleasurable, soul nourishing. And I think that is what I feel like doesn't get translated to doctors because it's like, I feel, or, or some people who are really health advocates are like, how could you like eat a donut? Like, aren't you a proponent of health? And it's like, yes, we are, which is exactly why we're going to say, if you really want to have that donut, have it. We're not sitting here saying like, oh, most of your diet should be made up of donuts. Like, (laughs) you know, that's not what we're saying. But we're also like acknowledging and understanding that the way nutrition works, where we can be eating nutritious foods that 80% of the time is because we don't shame the freaking donut. And because we make room for the donuts in our lives, whatever your donut of choices. So that I think is why we're like, people are so ridiculous. Would you agree? Or? Yeah, I totally agree. And I was, yeah, what I was going to say, which you said beautifully, Michelle, is that I don't think people understand the word balance because a lot of people think, especially when doctors are just wellness professionals, well-meaning are saying, oh, you know, this is the good food, bad, good and bad food list. Don't ever eat the bad food list. What ends up happening from that is that people eat quote unquote clean or whatever, hundred percent of the time. And then when you do want that donut, then you eat hundred percent you know, donuts and then all the quote unquote bad foods, because we don't understand how to have the healthy balance with them. And Mm -hmm. so that's why it's not helpful because again, it's not as much about the food. It's about the way that you treat the food. So like we're saying a donut every now and then in a balanced, varied diet and studies show when you have less restrictions and less shame, people are more likely to eat a well, varied, balanced diet it's not as much the donut. If you're eating it with pleasure, you're eating it with joy, you eat one donut or maybe you have two in a sitting or something like that. Great. Versus eating 10 donuts because you have been deprived the whole time. And now you're like, Oh my God, I need the whole dozen to feel satisfied. Mm-hmm. It's a very different method of eating and manner of eating them. And I think it's not the food. It's the behavior around the food that, that makes that distinction, you know? Totally. Totally. And I think that again, that's where people get lost and don't know how to move into that balance, which is what we always talk about on here, because most things in our society are heavy on the the black and white thinking, the do this, not that, the listen to me, the, you know, we're, we're, you know, not to get completely off topic, but that's kind of how our society is laid out. It's like, these are the rules. This is what you follow. So then what people do or else, right, that shame under your butt and that fear under your butt. And it's when we have that with so many other areas of our life, And then we try to be healthy with food. That's why when people come to, you know, people like me and you, Lucy, they, it's hard because they don't, they're looking for, well, it's this or that, just tell me what to eat and what you and I, why you and I can't do this. I think I speak for both of us saying this is because 
when you really want to be healthy and nourished in mind, body, and soul, you can't live by this or that. It can't be black and white because really that other intangible piece, what I refer to as the feminine, that's the piece that helps you create balance. Balance, in my opinion, can't be only like learn by like a list of like a plan, like do this or do that. You also have to like feel into that and understand like, oh, like things like honoring like fullness and hunger. Like those are all things that contribute to balance, I think. And and mm-hmm. same with like even having the ability to wrap your head around like, oh, the donut can fit into a a balanced diet. Like that takes that same muscle Whereas most people have a very hard time because they're like, well, wait, no, that's off limits because I was taught it's either this or that. And -hmm. now the doctors are shaming the Krispy Kreme, you know, campaign. So I'm definitely not having it. And guess what? When you have that little urge or when, you know, Suzanne brings in a box of Krispy Kremes because she went and got her free donut and thought she was doing (laughs) a, you know, then she was like, oh my God, I want to, you know, her love language is gifts. So she brings in donuts to the, her coworkers And then you're over here in fear because of the doctor who's shaming Krispy Kreme campaign. You know, you're either feeling like garbage and you don't want to eat it or you scarf down five when everyone's, you know, not in the office. So it's like, that's the culture I feel like it like (laughs) cultivates. Whereas if we can learn of like, oh, wait, what would it look like if I can just start living in balance and like, yeah, like what you're saying is it's like this or that and people don't understand how to tune into their body. And I love how you talk about I think you like you talk about, you know, kind of like dancing with, I like to call it the gray zone because it's not just black or white, you know, it's multicolored or whatever, but it's really hard. People don't understand how to eat just one donut because if it's on the bad list, it's like, oh, well, I got to eat all of them and I feel ashamed. I don't know how to control myself where that's the opposite. What we want is to say, okay, what would it look like if you did add this to your diet and you ate it in a way that felt good? How do you eat it in a way that feels good in your body? Do you eat a donut every day? Do you eat 10 donuts every day? Are you eating a donut once a week? Are you like, what else do you eat in the day that makes it feel good? Like, it's just, I don't know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There's so many, like, but it takes letting go of that black or white thinking and the not this, but that type thinking to be able to find that flow and that feminine. And again, that trust with yourself to build the trust around foods that are commonly demonized. Definitely. And that's the hard part of that's where like the, the, the stretches to even think like, what would it be like if, you know, all foods can fit, you know, and that's where people are like, whoa, wait a minute, because they're like, how can all foods fit? Like that doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. But that if we want to live in the gray, which I know so many of our listeners do when it comes to food, you know, we have to, where, where it's, yes, we're honoring our health. And also I feel like to me, living in the gray allows you to honor your health and do the nourishing things for your physical health. And while also being at peace. Mm -hmm. And if you, and until you can live in the gray, it's going to be really hard to do that. Yeah, You might have one, but not the other. That's kind of my opinion. What I've seen, you have to kind of be able to, because some people might be like, well, I'm super healthy. But in their mind, they might be, you know, constantly overthinking every morsel of food and like they might appear healthy and they might even be eating very healthfully. But in their mind, if they're not at peace, like I don't know about you, but that I don't want to live like that. Like I want to be able to nourish my physical body and also have peace of mind. And yeah, that that means for me personally, 
eating the if I if I pass a Krispy Kreme donut and I have my COVID passport, like <laughs> I'm gonna I'll be stopping. If I if I'm in the mood for it, I'll be stopping, I'll tell you. Because there again, you that's the thing too. Like when you have that dessert, like when we see this campaign, when you're in the gray and you're connected to yourself and all of these things that we want for all of you, it's like it's not really that triggering. Like it's just like, oh shoot, like okay, I'm scenario one. It's like, oh, I see a Krispy Kreme. Oh yeah. Remember that thing? I have, I could really go for one of those. You stop and you get a Krispy Kreme and that's awesome. Scenario two, you're driving your car. It's like, oh my God, Krispy Kreme. Like, ah, I don't really feel like it, but that's so funny. They're doing that. And it's like, that's it. And then you don't stop. <laughs> like that is really it. But <laughs> That's so funny. I love how you spell out. I literally love that. For those who, everyone who's listening, you can't see, but Michelle is holding up her like air steering wheel. (laughs) It was wonderful, but I love that you spelled out. I love that you spelled out that situation because I think so many people, when we have this like so much shame from medical professionals and like all of diet culture behind donuts are so bad. And then it's like so much shame and emotion. So when you drive past a crispy cream, God forbid you want one. And it's like so dramatic because there's such this internal struggle. And I don't mean to make light of someone who's going through this and trying to heal it, but like, I've been there at that point one time where it's like the most dramatic thing ever. And like, when you start to do healing and like living in the gray zone, it's literally just that it's like, do I want to donate? Cool. Yes. No. Cool. I'm just going to keep going. That's it. There's no, like, there's no crazy yeah. drama around it. And like, that's how it can be. And so if anybody's working towards it, it's, that's why it's so flipping freeing is because you can like enjoy the donut if you want it. And if you're not in the mood, it's like, great. I'll get like, I'll buy their donut for like what? one fifty. Like, I think that's the price of one of their donuts. Like it's not like, I'll just mm-hmm. do that later. Like, great. When I do feel like it. Awesome. No. And I think, I guess the point too, of what, yes, I'm sure there's some studies where it's like when it's free and like when it's in your area in your environment we know that's really like that is powerful and could be influential of the the food choices we make and I'm sure that Mm -hmm. has to do with and and we do know that that actually is a a real thing and I I think that's probably part of the reason why doctors are like that's ridiculous that they're making it free and I just think from where we're sitting we when you have your nutrition normalized or when you really have that in touchness with your discernment and um, that confidence in yourself and you're, you're walking around with that energetic shield. Like those things are going to be exactly what we just said. Like, they're not going to have that bit, that big of an influence, um, because it's going to be like that driving the car situation. And like, that's truly what I think that's why I'm like, I'm not necessarily against Krispy Kreme. Like, yes, we live in a nation where many people probably are motivated by that because (laughs) I don't think that, it's ever just that one thing that's making or breaking even our country at large and, and with, you know, even individually, like with your health, Mm -hmm. it's definitely not just that one donut. You know, I don't think it's Krispy Kreme single-handedly sabotaging people's health (laughs) because they're putting out this campaign. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And you know what, if anything, I think like if these people are triggered and can we use that as, a way then to inspire maybe some of those doc maybe those doctors can use that as a way to inspire their their favorite juice bar to um do the same thing Krispy Kreme is doing or some mm-hmm. of their 
more nutritious or more um, physical nourishing things as incentives to get the vaccine rather than knocking Krispy Kreme mm-hmm. and saying, oh, the soul, nur- am I, I'm going to call it soul nourishment, Krispy Kreme, yeah. like, <laughs> oh, they're doing this thing. It's like, no, I see a well-meaning business to try to be a solution. I don't know. Maybe that's the wrong opinion. Not really sure. Don't really care right now, honestly. But like, <laughs> yeah. I'm saying like, it's it's not even worth saying like, oh, Krispy making the story about Krispy Kreme sabotaging because the reality is Krispy Kreme is doing this campaign and it's probably working. It's probably bringing people into their store. So mm-hmm. if a doctor or someone's up in arms about that is up in arms because well, why am I up in arms? Because I think like it's not healthy and healthy, they should be having healthy incentives. Then how can you doctor, doctor, I'm against donuts, do an incentive on the nourishing, the physically nourishing side. Then I would challenge that to be like, figure out the incentive. That's kind of like where my thoughts go with the whole Mm -hmm. situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like that too, because it's so flipping true. And one thing that like the article that, that I read that like brought me, brought this to my attention. It was talking about how the stigma and like the weight stigma that providers hold while treating people is going to be way worse for their health than also eating a donut. And it's just like, that's the other thing. It's like, how can like a doctor maybe open their mind to maybe pointing people towards dietitians if you don't have the bandwidth to be able to teach people like the, this, not that, or like the gray zone, like not demonizing specific foods because this is a gross generalization, but if someone is demonizing food, they're probably most likely practicing like very weight normative and like holding weight biases. That's just my opinion. I don't know what the actual literature is on that. Other than the fact that many providers, like a significant amount of providers have a significant amount of weight bias, but Mm -hmm. it's just one of those things where, again, it's like, how can the doctors, medical providers, or just health professionals do something that they think is actually health promoting? Right. I agree. And, you know, I I think, and I'm going to just say one piece on, again, to play, you know, thinking that these people are both Krispy Kreme and the doctors are coming from these heart-centered places. I'm going to think, you know, where these doctors are coming from is like, oh my God, Krispy Kreme, that's only adding to this, the health epidemic outside of COVID. Like, I'm thinking that a lot of these doctors see a lot of sick people. They see a lot of people with... with disease states that we really know are brought upon um, or a huge contributing factor to that to these certain disease states like heart disease, diabetes, you know, things like that is due to a lot of lifestyle factors. Yes, there's genetics, but I'm just, again, playing advocate for the doctors. And, And we know statistically, and like, it's not a secret if we make changes to our diet, we make changes to our lifestyle. So exercise, stress management, um, things like that, we can significantly improve or even resolve some of these disease states that we're seeing, especially here in America. So I think that these doctors are coming from a place of like, seriously, like that's just going to add to the, my patient who has (laughs) blood sugar through the roof and insulin levels that are, you know, very high in a hemoglobin A1C that is, you know, off the chart. Like I would like to think the same way I'm talking good about Krispy Kreme, that that's where these doctors are kind of coming from. So they just think in their head, Mm -hmm. you know, oh my gosh, well, that food's going to contribute to this person's problem, which from their standpoint, you know, I, that's fair. Like that, I, I'm going to say like, okay, you don't know yeah. what you don't know. 
So maybe that's where these doctors are coming from. Is it necessarily right? (laughs) Um, I think you and I would probably say no, because that, again, that's not how it works. Like demonizing that one food a lot of the times only perpetuates problems. Um, And a lot of the times we're in situations with disease states that are a result of, you know, things like our food intake and lack of exercise because we're depressed or, or other mental illnesses that start up here. Um, so it's like this perpetual systematic thing. Um, so is that right? What, what the doctor's saying, um, and how they end up treating this whole debacle, like in, in my opinion, no. And (laughs) I'd like to just see, try to take a step back and see, huh, well, maybe that's where they're coming from. But I don't know. It's a very like other big topics in this country. We know it's it's systemic and there's there's no black and white. You know, you can't say this is the causation of that. Yeah, but, it's so true. And I like that you bring that up because that is like that, I'm sure that is exactly where a lot of doctors are coming from, where they see patients who are in these like disease states. And it's just like, you know, they're probably so frustrated. It's like it seems so easy and it can be. And sometimes it's not, you know, so. Yeah. And I'm sure they see, like, I'm sure doctors just like you and I, Lucy, feel like a lot of the times what they're working with, like they probably feel like there's so many factors against them. So when they see like the Krispy Kreme campaign, they might be thinking like, oh, good God, like yeah. how are, how are my patients going to get healthy when their environment, like that could be the part without them realizing that when they you know, take to their patients or social media or whatever and saying like, Krispy Kreme is stupid. Don't get the, don't like all this stuff. I mean, I don't even know any doctors personally who've done that, but I'm saying yeah. <laughs> in, in these extreme examples, they're not realizing that that's also contributing to the problem. Yeah. So it's almost like, can we ask ourselves, you know, if we have any doctors listening or spouses of doctors, it's like, can we ask ourselves if that is triggering to you, what would be more of the solution, like what would really be the the thing that would help rather than add to the problem mm-hmm. of adding shame? I, yeah. I don't know. That's, that's kind of what I see it as. Um, no, I like that. I really agree with your take on it. And like, what comes to mind is like, how can just, how I wish, like, again, it's a systemic thing. And how do we empower people to find that balance? Like, I wish we could have that true health promotion of the balance of you know, mental, emotional, physical health, where we're empowering people to say, yes, get the donut. And if you are relying on food, you know, or not able to nourish yourself in the way that you want, how can we help you get to that place, right? Relying on food for like emotional reasons, because that's a lot of what I see people doing. And that's, I think what I'd love to kind of talk about too, is like using food as an incentive, because sometimes it's not a big deal to people, right? Like what you're talking about, Michelle, like when things are when people have normalized their nutrition, it's not a big deal to probably use food as an incentive. However, for many people, that could be an incentive to mask emotions or whatever and like feel like you could go use food in a disempowered way. That's kind of how I like to frame it, where it's like, it's an incentive, but not an empowering one. Does that make sense? Yes. No, it totally does. I think the the topic of using food as an incentive is definitely a touchy one because most people for, for the sheer reason too, of like most people don't have their nutrition normalized where I would like to think like, if you do and you cut meaning like, you know, nutrition, second nature, 
you have a neutral really there's not as much of this emotional emotional pull on it it's like oh you know yeah if you do that like it's the drive back to the driving situation the scenario where it could be like it just depends on the day but I think since most people don't have that it could be that's how I think a lot of people struggle with food like I'm thinking of like free food when you have like Mm -hmm. an event and there's free food and then that can be detrimental to a lot of people Mm -hmm. because they feel like they have to eat it because it's free or they've already eaten, but they're going to eat it. So now they're, they're, they're um, dishonoring their fullness cues. They're dishonoring their truth of, they don't really want it, but like, I feel like I have to, because it's free or like it's incentivized. So like now it's kind of contributing to me eating more, you know, sugar, calories, whatever it is, because that's the incentive. So like I should do it because everyone else is. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that means like eat it. And and usually that's when we contradict our discernment and our needs because it because it is incentivized and it can kind of contribute to like a weird relationship with food. Yeah. So yeah I think incentivizing food is kind of incentivizing things with food is kind of a gray area. I know that I'm now I'm like, it sounds like hypocritical of what we just said about Krispy Kreme, but I want to point out and remind you guys, again, Krispy Kreme is a donut shop. So it, to me, it <laughs> makes sense that they're, yeah. you, what, what else would Krispy Kreme be doing if they were like, again, I'm, I'm going to start at, selling salads, <laughs> right? Like I'm looking at things as a very heart centered way that might be super naive, but like, I'm thinking of like the CEO being like, how can we do our part? Mm-hmm. Let's incentivize don't like that is, but this is Lucy. This is what like irritates me about society. Cause it's like, that's what's, that's what Dunkin' Donuts. I mean, oops. <laughs> now Dunkin' Donuts wants to do it too, but like same thing, but like, that's what Krispy Kreme is. Like that's what Dunkin' Donuts is. So it's like, they're doing their, I'd like to think they're doing something good if yeah. you will, by doing their part and saying like, Hey, we're going to incentive whatever. And yeah. now it's so America of us to be like, wow, look at them. It's like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. like, they're not going to go start selling salads. Like, and guess what? It, it's also America. We live in, we have the, the beauty of living in America. Like I said before, the juice bar or the salad bar down the block could be doing the same damn thing. Yeah. You know what? Let them do, like, it's not like they other institutions can't be doing their own incentives. Yeah. So, it's so true. I don't no, I, I think, but in general, food as an incentive, or what do you think with, with food as an incentive? Well, again, I like what you said. Cause I was like, I was actually going to circle back. I think that's hilarious. About it. mm-hmm. <laughs> it's America. So funny, but mm-hmm. I wanted to circle back because I think it's just why this conversation is so important where we, if you are in this place of like a diet scarcity mindset, that's generally what leads you to dishonor your cues because we have this taboo, like, like a donut because it's bad and it's shameful. It gives us more of this emotional thrill. We want it more because we can't have it. And then if it's free, it's like, Oh my God, what am I doing? If I don't take advantage of it, I have to have it. Even if I'm full, even if I just ate, I have to have this donut. And again, arguably that's not very beneficial to your health, but usually the stem of that type of thinking is this all or nothing mindset around food, the shaming of quote unquote bad foods or whatever foods that are more soul nourishing than like micronutrient dense. Mm -hmm. 
but I think it goes to show like, that's why we need to, again, normalize nutrition because then it's not as much of a problem to use food as an incentive. But again, because generally I think many people are in this kind of dieting mindset or all or nothing mindset, when we use food as an incentive, it's generally not going to be something that makes us feel very good. Just like you said, right. that makes sense. No, totally. And you actually just said something where I think just reminded me of why we're in the conundrum of like food as an incentive and why we even use food as an incentive, because you just said like things like Krispy Kreme donuts, those are soul nourishing. So the people, so this is where it gets like complicated and I know yeah. we're at a time, but it's like, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It, it's not a bad thing no. that you enjoy food and that certain foods are soul nourishing. Yeah. It, that's, that's not the bad thing. And dude, why do you think we use food as incentives and, you know, like as things <laughs> to celebrate, like, because people like tasty treats, people like to eat soul nourishing food. Yeah. It's like, that's why we use it in the first place because people, cause it is soul nourishing and people like it and it's pleasurable. So I don't necessarily, you know, I don't necessarily think that's that it's a problem that food soul nourishing. I think it's that we don't have other things that are soul nourishing in our lives that we use regularly. We don't have other things in our lives for the most part that we use to cope with emotions and to Mm -hmm. regulate ourselves, like, you know, nourishing techniques outside of food. And that I think is when it could be, you know, when using food as soul nourishment can be detrimental because that's our only soul nourishment. But I don't necessarily think that it, that it's, like a worse, the worst thing. Now I know we don't have time for this, but a whole, I might, I have a whole other opinion on using incentives, using food as incentives for kids. I think that's a little bit different. Yeah. We, we could use, we could talk about that at a later date <laughs> um, because that's kind of, I feel like tricky with your, yeah. your kids are learning their hunger fullness. There's a whole nother thing on that. Yeah, but, it's um, true. Well, I, I like know. what you said. I, Cause I really want to highlight this for people because again, nothing is inherently good or bad. It's like, is it useful or not for you? And I think where it gets to a point where it feels disempowering is when you hand all of your power over to food, because you, like you said, Michelle, you aren't utilizing other tools in your toolbox to bring you pleasure, to bring you, you know, stress management or being able to cope with your emotions. If food is the only tool in there, it's going to feel really disempowering that you have to reach for it every single time. And that's where things can get tricky when Krispy Kreme offers a free donut incentive or whatever, you know, that's not the only thing that is offered ever around food. And again, it's like, it's not a bad thing. In fact, it's really nourishing, especially when you take the shame away from it. It's like, great. Like let's get nourished by this, by by this Krispy Kreme donut. I almost Mm -hmm. did it again. But again, it, it gets to this disempowering place when you feel like you have to reach to that every single time. Right. It goes back to your whole relationship with food, how you self-regulate, cope with emotions, things like that. Um, I think, yeah, it's like we said, it's complicated as always. There's no, (laughs) there's no direct answer, but I would really, you know, I'm the, like I told you guys, I'd I'd be the first one to get the Krispy Kreme donut if I'm in the mood for it. I'm with Um, you. I feel like we would love to know for, uh, from those of you guys listening, where do you stand on this? Like, you know, even if you're like, Hey, I really don't think it's a good idea. We'd love to hear, you know, your side of, you know, of the story, all opinions are, are welcome here. Um, so please let us know like your thoughts. I love hearing from you guys. I love, um, you know, 
getting any kind of DMs on Instagram from you guys. So we'd love to like integrate that your opinions and let your voice be heard as well. Um, when we talk about things like this. I agree. I agree. I'd love to hear everyone's response because I think this is a hot topic and I think that it could be a very mixed bag of opinions. So yeah, very excited to hear everyone's response. But as always, we so appreciate you taking the time to tune in with us. We know that your time is precious and we really appreciate every single one of you that tunes in and listens and leaves reviews. It's wonderful, wonderful to hear your responses and we can't wait to see you next time. Yay. We will catch you next time. Bye. 